on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It is five minutes after six here on High Tide. If you're thinking of heading out today, not a bad day to do it by the looks of things. The Sydney Harbour, Pitwater, Botany Bay forecast for today. West to northwesterly, below 10 knots should be the wind. Southerly, 15 to 20 in the evening and the seas below 0.5. Offshore, not that bad either. North to northwesterly winds, 15 to 20 knots. Journeying west to southwesterly, 10 to 15 knots in the late morning. Then tending southeast to southwesterly, 15 to 20 knots in the evening. Seas below uh, well, 1 to 1.5 metres. Then they're going to decrease to just below 1 metre. The swell will be out of the northeast at around 1 metre. We've got a cast of thousands in here here today and this hour of the program is going to be pretty special now <laughs> the reason being is <laughs> facebook you've got to love facebook don't you i know look i know high tide's an active part of facebook uh, but soon as somebody says anything on facebook there are 3,000 people ready to throw stones <laughs> at them and you, you guys know what i'm talking about right yeah. Reedy, yeah. the interesting thing was there was a post put up. Um, I actually think it was posted uh, last I week. I live in a glass house. That's why I don't throw them. I, well, that, yeah. you're, you're smart like me. I now avoid it. But I actually got a little bit upset with some posts that I saw. The local member for the Swansea area, the Honourable um, Yasmin uh, Catley, said that dredging was starting in the Swansea Channel. And on it came. I'll see it when I believe it. She talks the talk. Can she walk the walk? Blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know a great deal about dredging, but I did have a chat to Alan Blake, who's still with us online with Kieran Reiki. And Alan said, no, mate, you just don't say, well, here's the money that costs to do the dredging. Let's start tomorrow. Just get the boys down there and we'll start digging it up. There's a lot more to it. But for all the sceptics out there at Lake Macquarie, the Swansea Channel is going to be dredged. And I know this because Yasmin has very kindly joined us in the studio at ungodly hours after a, an enormous week with Parliament sitting. Good morning to you. Good morning, Grant. How are you doing? We are we are legit. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Tell us about it. Look, it absolutely is. Um, you know, I've been seeking dredging for the channel now for some years. The previous government had identified the Swansea Channel as a priority area because, quite simply, vessels just don't have the confidence to come in and we've got some vessels that have come in and can't get out so you know it's just shocking so um, one of the first things I said I'd do if Labor won government was to ensure that the dredging gets done at Swansea Channel and it's exactly what I've done said about doing that working with the Transport Minister Joe Halen and dredging is starting next week um, the dredge is actually being assembled over at Rathmines as mm-hmm. we speak um, they've cornered off the area where they're going to be putting some of the um, infrastructure that they require to get the dredging done at Swan Bay um, and that's at Nauru and locals will know exactly where I'm talking about Um, and it's really exciting that it's happening and I'm hopeful that, um, well, not hopeful, I know that by Christmas uh, we'll certainly have vessels having confidence to come back into the channel again, knowing that they can once again float around the most beautiful lake in the world, Lake Macquarie. I wanted to ask what, what your your passion is with getting all of this done. Now, I know your father worked, um, you know, as a seafarer. I know your husband was heavily involved in that area as well. But why do you think it's so important to get this done? 
Um, I actually grew up on Lake Macquarie. I learnt to swim on Lake Macquarie. You're so a trickly girl, aren't you? No, Gwandalin, Summerland Point, okay, Gwandalin, cool. yeah. So um, it's um, it's been part of my life, all of my life, and it's just, you know, it's such a beautiful waterway. Um, you know, if, if I had another career, it would be a fisherman, that's for sure. I'd just be out fishing all the time. <laughs> you don't want to like... do that. It wasn't a good way to make a living for me. <laughs> it's a great office, but poor, poor wages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, yeah, just so long as I'm self-sufficient, cook a few fish for dinner, that'd do me. <laughs> But, you know, it's um, it, people choose to live there because of the lifestyle mm. and um, to be able to share that with others when they come past on their boats is also, you know, something that we must do. And not having confidence to come in and out the channel is just nuts. So, uh, it's for me, anyway, um, if we don't have navigable waterways, then what the bloody hell are we doing? Hmm. And Can you it, move up to the Mid-North Coast and get <laughs> Crowdy Harbour sorted out and foster? And in recent times, it's, um, it's put pressure on... On marine rescue, who everybody will read. How bad is it today? Mm. Can I get in? What's the story? And and they've been, uh, rightly or wrongly, operating as more or less pilot boat operators for so many boats coming in, which is adding extra burden to their daily chores as well. Oh, 100%. Um, it's the busiest marine rescue in the state, actually, Lake Macquarie. I was with them just last weekend, and they were doing one of their um, emergency rescue exercises. So we had, um, I was up at the, the radio tower at Swansea heads and they had um uh, police rescue there. They had uh, surf life saving, uh, marine rescue, and the helicopter rescue. It was am- amazing to watch. But you're so right, and you know it's really um, asking a lot of them to have to pull boats over onto their side and pull them across the shoaled area of the channel where their keels have re- mm. have gotten stuck. And it's just not on. It's dangerous for everybody, and um, you know their the frustration is extraordinary. So uh, when I announced to them on Saturday that it was getting started, there was big tears. So it was great. So it's good to work with them. And can I say, this is a community effort. You know, I'm the representative. I'm the one who, you know, gets to announce these things. But at the end of the day, this is a community effort. And all of the yacht clubs have been amazing, the sailing clubs um, and also the, all our local fishing um, outlets as well. So it's been extraordinary. Now, because it was an election promise, it would be very easy for you to become a fly-by-night to do the one dredging and all over Red Rover. But you actually have a long-term strategic plan for this. So what... I know that you've got two dredges in the next uh, within the next 12 months or the next 6 months to be more precise. What is your long-term view for the Lake Macquarie area? Okay, so um you're quite right. We're going to have uh, the two dredging programs on, on this particular round. So there'll be 15,000 cubic metres removed um, imminently and then we'll do another 15,000 in um, about uh, six months' time, in, uh, wow. mid next year. Um, so... Ongoing, though, um, MIDO, which is the uh, Maritime Infrastructure Delivery Organisation, which is part of Transport for New South Wales, uh, are putting in place a 10-year dredging program, and that's for the whole of the state. Now, this is really super good news because it will mean that we will have a reactive response, sorry, a proactive response instead of a reactive response. So when uh, around waterways, the depths get Mm. to certain um, depths, the channels get to certain depths, that will be the trigger point for them to bring in maintenance dredging get that done um, in advance of actually getting to the point where it's all shoaled up, um, it's costing so much more money. So this new way of thinking will actually be economic good sense no, as that's well. That's a refreshing change. That, that's, that's an Can I have a fun question without notice? Go for it. Because the surfing community is really big, obviously on the coast as well. Yeah. Mm. Is there any way with this 
that we could look at implementing like a, a, a Gold Coast Superbank style of sand implementation <laughs> oh, yeah. around the break wall at, at Blacksmiths because that would create an amazingly low right, right hand yeah. and I'd travel there to surf it. So, oh, this is like Dix's, these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually thought it was door stoppers. No. Because yeah. Greg sails as well as I do. Yeah. And, you know, I'm totally, like, I only run 1.2, so I'm not that bad. And you're going down yeah. to three metres, I, I believe, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, that sort of thing. I thought you were going to go with the sailing question. but oh, uh, I just look at the Gold Coast yeah. Superbank yeah. and there's a kilometre-long right-hander there and, and the surfing community is so strong right up and down the coast. There's and it's fair a lot call. of interest into it. It's fair the to... The spoil's got to go somewhere. It's well. fair call too, Greg, because the, the beaches up there are, are amazing. And they're, you go up there midweek in the middle of summer, there's nobody there. Yeah. yeah. Shh. <laughs> no, no, That's how I feel about yeah. Newcastle. Well, well, see, we we look at it from another way. Like we, we look at what registrations we've been paying on our boats, and you know, a certain amount of our registration goes into supporting marine rescue and things like that. And and we've got a particular issue there at Foster, where a charter business, Amaru Charters, had to sell because they couldn't get their boat out through COVID for a couple of years, and then. Um, it, it, it just didn't get done. They couldn't get their boat out to do the whale watching and that. So they've recently sold the Amaru. Um, and, and you mentioned uh, rightly too that the oyster farmers in the Breckenridge Channel are getting a siltation issue. Crowdy Boat Harbour, uh, we've got a four-lane boat ramp and only one suitable for boats over five metres on a lowish tide because it's too shallow. And the sand comes in. Sand's a migratory thing on the ocean and in river entrances, the bars. And, there's, and I'm glad you said there's a 10-year plan because that's looking towards a vision that says, all right, we know the sand moves and it's got to be addressed regularly. So, yeah, congratulations on you getting that installed. Yeah, it's got to be vision with just it. Just clone yourself and get up the Mid-North Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I just go back to Greg's point about blacksmiths because I have got some good news there as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so um, several years ago, uh, when we had one of the um, dredging programs, there was a pipeline put in and it went across from Nauru, across to just in front of the golf course at Belmont, and the sand was transferred over there and it was really successful. Um, the then owner of that infrastructure asked the government if they wanted to buy it and they declined to do that, which was just really short-sighted. Um, more recently, we've had a couple of... Um, programs, dredging programs where we've trucked the sand over to blacksmiths and that too has been really successful in looking, uh, helping with the coastal erosion. So the plan is now um, on this particular dredging program like as we speak, it's going to go on to Elizabeth Island which is not ideal at all because that's you know, just trickling back into the channel and, yeah, yeah. you know, creating the problem in itself. But the next one, um, I've asked Maritime if we can absolutely look at trucking it over in this instance. So next year we'll truck the sand over. And going forward, though, we hope to be able to have the infrastructure put back in through the help of the federal government and also the local council. So that's exactly what we're looking at. So get your surfboard waxed up. Get it ready, mate. <laughs> He's permanently because, waxed. Because permanently the Superbank is yeah. coming <laughs> our way. It, it'd be amazing if we create a superbank style and it ties into the spoil's got to go somewhere we're looking at sand yeah. replenishment then onto the beaches as well so there's a use it we've got to go down this road there's, yeah, yeah, it's a win-win you know it's yeah. dredging the um channel and having that navigable and addressing coastal erosion yeah. over on the beach so you're right yeah. it's just a win-win yeah alan blake can i order a couple of uh, surfboard racks for my yacht please not a problem at all. Not See, a problem. Let's take it's the good money to hear, and yes, and thank you for all that work because uh, a lot of people don't realise it does take many years to get all the approvals in place to get the dredging done. Ah, uh, no worries, Alan. I'm a very patient woman. Talk us through the process. What you, so you decide, okay, you won the election. You're committed to it now. Where do you start? How long does it take to get to the stage where 
next week is about to happen? Oh, look, um, obviously I'd been agitating for a very, very long time to get it done. And you can't have... Yeah, major waterways uh, unnavigable. It's ridiculous. Mm. And, you know, I knew that the work would have been getting done in the background. I mean, public service still, you know, the wheels still keep turning regardless of who's in government. Mm. And I knew that they would have been working on it. So it's just a matter of, you know, knocking on the minister's door and saying, hey, <clears throat> we've got to get this done. You know, it's absolutely a priority. And can I say, Transport for New South Wales, their maritime arm, they were excellent. They they knew too. They knew that it had to be done. They just needed a bit of a bit of a shove along so they got they a... need more than a shove along. <laughs> oh come on no, they actually go they don't go too bad yeah hutcho will yeah, be ringing up yeah. soon saying what's going on here oh well big shout out to hutcho i tell you he's a big supporter in in this and um well he's got a good background from uh, being in the water police too you know, well so that's right fisherman on high tide too <laughs> true true yeah yasmin you managed to get down to the boat show yesterday i saw you down there yesterday morning you you uh, I remember from your, you know, first uh, speech in Parliament, you were very solid about uh, women becoming actively involved, particularly within the union movement um, and some of the the women that have been trailblazers in that area. You would have been, I, I would assume, you would have been very excited to see so many megastars, uh, females that have been involved in the boating industry, whether they're they're rowers, sailors, etc., uh, being put up on pedestals at places like the, the boat show now to, to share their experiences and encourage other people to to follow in their footsteps a hundred percent it was great hearing some of those stories yesterday actually but I just think that um, you know we, we need to keep encouraging young women uh, into uh, boating and and the sport of boating as well like obviously you know, I refer to sailing and what have you the fishing for that matter um, it was funny um, I was having a chat to Darren who was from the um, international um, mm. I forget the the acronym now, but you know who I'm talking about. And um, he was saying that there's, uh, I think, um, 90% of uh, licences in New South Wales are males. And I said, well, I'm doing my best to increase that. I have three daughters. So I said, there's four women in my house with a boat licence. But it is important, you know. I mean, being on the water is good for your soul. And I just think, yep. I just encourage anybody, just get involved. Like, I just, I, I love it, obviously. Um, that's where I live. That's where I play. And I just think that it's really important that we get everyone involved. It's not a boys' sport. It's not a... a well, you're from it. Oh, from it. Love it. Yeah. No, yeah. it's for everybody. So what do you normally chase? Uh, well, I usually uh, brim, uh, what I mostly get, and flathead. And what, what sort of rig do you use? Bear in mind that PJ is the king of the, and and Greg they're the kings of this sort of stuff. So right. like, what do you what what rig do you usually run? So I'm really old fashioned. Um, don't you forget, said there'd be I no grew, hard questions, didn't I? Oh, that's not a hard question for me. Go. I'm really old fashioned. So my um, don't forget, I grew up in Summerland Point. So it used to be a cork um, with a line and a sinker and a hook. But I've moved up now to I've got a, a just an easy light rod, and I always use fresh prawns. I liked the bit Can't when you it. said a cork. That got me. You yeah. had me at cork. The <laughs> hand line. That's how we learned to fish for brim on a hand line. Yeah, 100%. And we used to have a bucket with water. And save the cork running on the bottom of the yeah. boat making a noise, it used to throw water spray up. And we said, oh, there's a brim on that one. <laughs> well, we weren't that sophisticated in my um, neck of the woods, let me tell you. But nonetheless, my daughter actually recently, my husband's out, you know, and he's obsessed with different tackle for different this and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Takes most of his time he spends re-tackling. Anyway, she's got so frustrated with him. She said, oh, I'm just getting my hand lined out. And off she went and she caught, you know, about a 50, no, oh, about 60, I think, centimetre um, flatty. Oh, nice so, And he's, uh, he was still putting his, you know, third, fourth, fifth hook on. 
<laughs> I, I talk about using hand lines in my talk for snapper because I still love I, it's it's raw, you know, it's direct, it's um, you know, and you get a feel. It gives and a feel for it. Start the kids fishing with a handline. That's mm. the basic principle, and then progress them to a rod and reel. We're going to take a break here on High Tide at 21 minutes after 6. Yasmin, you're going to hang around with us for a little bit? Happy to, oh, if you want me. Wonderful. <laughs> we'll be back with more on the other side of this time now to catch up with Swanee, and we'll do that in just a moment.